Hello, welcome to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, it finishes in defeat at St James's Park. Newcastle defeating Southampton three goals to one. Dean Hammond and Joe Prince-Wright are back with us to discuss that one. Dean, we'll come to you first. We knew this was going to be a difficult match. Newcastle has, of course, been in blistering form and they were just too much for Southampton today. They were in the end, Kenzie. Yeah, just too much um, by the by the final whistle and, and probably deserved to win the game. The amount of chances they, they created and the territory they had, the possession they had. So worthy winners, you'd say, in the end. In the end. But uh, in the first half, very even game. Um, Fort Southampton played very well in that first half, rode their luck at times, but also were a threat uh, to Newcastle and asked Newcastle questions. Uh, really brave setup in terms of playing on the counter-attack. We looked we look dangerous at times, started the game really, really well with that chance with Cole Walker-Peters really early on. Um, so a pretty even game um, up to half-time and scored a wonderful goal um, in terms of on the break. Really good team goal, had that intensity, that pace, and that's how you cause the bigger team's problems. But just coming out into the, into the second half, probably been a little bit of a consistent theme with Southampton. Started the second half slow, Newcastle changed their shape, brought more attacking players onto onto the pitch, which caused Southampton some problems. But just saying to Joe before we came on, just to, I think we dropped too deep too early. Um, Forty-five minutes is a long time to defend at St James's Park, and and we just couldn't get out. Even when we won the ball back, one possession back, did manage to um, get some tackles. It was difficult to to build any momentum to, to relieve that that pressure. So we just kept coming and ultimately conceding three goals in, in the manner we did was, was difficult to take as well because um, the first goal I can understand at, at, at times, but the, the second and third just frustrating. They were just a little bit soft and you don't want to give the bigger, better teams goals like that. You want them to have to earn their goals to to really cut you open and, and do something very, very special to, to score the goals. And and they didn't have to do that. So that will be the frustration and disappointment again, because at times Southampton can really compete. And we've been saying that um, all season, they can compete against any team in this league in spells, just not for the, the well, the majority of games. And that's where it's really hurting Southampton. Um, conceded three goals again. Um, so difficult to take and there will be some frustration there because it it was another opportunity to maybe get something out of the game. So, yeah, frustrated and a little bit down, as you can probably tell. But um, I have to say as well, and I thought Lavia was excellent today. I thought he was was really, really good in that middle of the park. He, he in terms of possession, was very, very good. Set the first goal up, protected the back four really, really well. And for a, for a 19-year-old, um, to put a display on like that away in Newcastle was very impressive. Well, before we get into more detail on the game, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. As the players walk out, black and white flags unfurled everywhere around the stadium. And the only team to do them in the last couple of months of Villa, who beat them 3-0. Here they're coming to attack again, just over the centre circle, great ball through. Here's Gordon through, and goal! And he hits the post! Brazilian spat off the ball there. Lavia in on Guimaraes. Brilliant tackle. Now Saints can break. While Kraus has it over halfway. Driving down the middle. Armstrong to his left. Sudamana to his right. Pushes Sudamana a bit wide. Crosses first time. 1-0 Southampton. Stuart Armstrong taps it in. 
great early cross from Silvada. Armstrong taps it home and Saints lead at Newcastle. The travelling fans have an away goal to take home. Oh, we're putting the pile yeah. in the pressure on us now, Adam. Here comes Isak off the left-hand side, got behind Jenepo, crossing, surely, and it is. And Newcastle have their equaliser. But now they're under pressure, Saints. Isak into the penalty, it flicks, three shots, Wilson scores, can't see a flag, we'll wait for any signal from VAR. But the VAR official needs to have a go, a look at this, Robert Jones, the Merseyside man. It is offside. Everybody and Southampton, everyone listening, relax. 78 minutes gone. Here comes the corner from the left. Don't flick down and in the net this time. And Newcastle have scored. And forces Trippier to go back to Nick Pope, who just hammers it. 80 yards down the pitch. Players all watch and wait. Maitland-Niles holds off the defender. And then suddenly it's going to be 3-1. And there it is. And then the ball just caught under Elianusi's feet, tries to cross it, goes behind Walker-Peters, and now all he can do is run back again, and that is it. Southampton's 22nd defeat of the Premier League season. Joe, as Dean said, it's probably quite frustrating, really, because it feels like we've seen this story so many times, you know, starting quite brightly and then crumbling somewhat in the second half. What did you make of today's performance? Yeah, very similar to everything Dean's just said there. I think Saints were bright in the first half on the counter. Dean called it before the game, having Suleiman's pace obviously was causing problems. And then he set up the goal for Stuart Armstrong. And Saints were hanging in there. You know, um, Newcastle had chances in the first half, didn't take them. They hit the post, came close a few times. Um, and yeah, they did look very dangerous in the first half. But then I think over the, the course of the game, you can have no qualms whatsoever about Newcastle running out comfortable winners. I think there was just a, a lack of belief in Saints in the second half. Right from the get-go they were going to hold on to that lead and unfortunately that's just um, that's just after being down there all season long. The lack of confidence in the team and belief that they can hold on to leads like that is just down to the situation they're in right now um, and it's difficult. It's really, really difficult to see um Seems like we've lost Joe Prince, yeah. right? While we try and re-establish Joe's connection there, Dean, can you talk us through the Southampton opener? The fact they led 1-0 at the break, a breakaway goal, as you said, capped off by Stuart Armstrong. Deserved lead at the time? Oh, good question, Steve. Deserved lead? I'm not sure. I thought it was pretty even. I thought Newcastle caused Southampton lots of problems. But again, like I say, Southampton were dangerous on, on the counter-attack, but it's a brilliant goal. It's exactly what they would have worked on in training in, in terms of preparation, soaking up pressure, keeping a really, really good shape, and then when you get the chance, if we can intercept the ball, if we can steal the ball off Newcastle, can we attack with pace? And that's what Lavia did. He won the ball back with a brilliantly timed tackle. Again, Alcaraz lets the ball run across his body, so he's, he's building that momentum and that speed to attack the Newcastle goal without stopping the play, without stopping that momentum. So he runs at the Newcastle back four. I think it's three on three at the time. Sulemana makes one run and then a second run, but then he's really, really patient, so he's not offside. And it comes across to him. What I like, what I, we haven't seen much of Sulemana. he crosses it first time. He doesn't take one, two touches or try to create some. Puts it into an area, a dangerous area. And, and Stuart Armstrong is really, really clever because he makes one movement and then he stops and he just holds his position in the middle of the goal, right on the penalty spot and then just gets his, his I think he scores with his right foot and just gets his head over and puts it into the ground 
Frank Lampard used to do it brilliantly. The connection, it would go into the ground and then into the goal and, and, and Pope didn't have any chance. So a brilliant counter-attacking goal from Southampton. Real pace, real threat, but it all starts with, with Lavia making that interception in the middle of the field, being really, really aggressive and, and wanting to win the ball back. Alcaraz, really, really good pass. Suleiman, a great assist and then good support play from, from Stuart Armstrong with a really clever finish. Well, Joe, let's analyse that first 45 in a bit more detail then because Southampton did seem to cause Newcastle a few problems in that first half, albeit Gordon came extremely close to giving the host the lead. Yeah, he did, Kenzie. Uh, Gordon got in quite a few times on the left, hit the post, hit the side netting, but Saints were really good on the counter-attack. Dean called it before the game, get the ball to Sulemana, get players in behind, and it was a promising first half. Um, it was basically close to being the perfect away display um, because they're 1-0 up at half time. They could have even uh, had a couple others. They had some other efforts on target. So they rode their luck a little bit in the first half. Newcastle squandered a few chances and then a great finish by Stuart Armstrong and a great team move. And uh, going into the half time in the locker room, you would think the players would be feeling very confident and Ruben Sellers have been really happy with that first half performance. Dean Alex McCarthy made a great save at the start of the second half, but it didn't stop the equaliser coming. What went wrong there? Well, he did make a great save, Steve. A really, really good reaction um, save. I think it's a free kick from, from Trippier and kind of everyone stops. Um, Newcastle player gets on the end of it. A really, really good reaction save. Goes for the rebound to make a double save and then it's Lianco that makes a really, really good clearance. Um, and I was smiling because Lianco's celebrating um, the clearance as he does it. Um, but that was brilliant, and Southampton were kind of holding on at that point. But it was it was kind of coming, Steve, because it was just waves of pressure from Newcastle. Southampton couldn't get any pressure or intensity on the ball. Very comfortable for Newcastle to play out the back. Um, it came to Dan Byrne. He plays the ball really comfortably out to Isaac, I think, on the left-hand side. And he's in a one-on-one -on -one situation, but running with pace he can build that momentum up to get at Lianco I'm not sure if he actually means to put it where he does in the box where he scuffs it a little bit Bednarak kind of overcompensates his position and his his marking space I think he thinks he's going to intercept that ball going across the the front post but he gets pulled a little bit back Belakutcha can't quite get across and then Callum Wilson's just free in the area so the disappointment would be that we're just a little bit too deep um, the players can't get any pressure on the ball at any point. Um, and Callum Wilson being free in the middle of the box, the most dangerous Newcastle player, is free to have a one-touch finish from about eight yards out. That that can't happen. It really, really can't because it wasn't a counter-attack on Southampton, so they weren't outnumbered. They weren't disorganised. They were kind of had their structure within their box. So to Callum Wilson to be unmarked would be really frustration and it just comes down to that communication it comes down to that that awareness of of where the Newcastle players are so yeah but it's it, it's the same story and and that's and that's the problem we've been saying it for weeks um but it has improved at, at times you know the amount of blocks that Bednarek had today was was fantastic he was throwing his body into all sorts of shots which was which was brilliant from him but there he's just trying too hard. He's overcompensating, trying to cut that ball out. And unfortunately, Belicopters just can't get across to, to Callum Wilson, who's a lethal finisher at this level, who's in fantastic form and is, is never going to miss that opportunity. 
Well, let's hear from the manager now. Here's what Ruben Sellers had to say after the match. Well, um, I feel a little bit disappointed. I think in the second half we didn't show our real face. I think in the first half we were very competitive and then we know what to do exactly in every moment. And the second half became too passive in terms of defensive work. And uh, when you became too passive in, uh, against a team like Newcastle today, uh, then you're going to suffer. And we didn't. We had the strategy for the second half to control their jumps and try to play a little bit quick and uh, create situations two against two in, in, their, in their half. But we didn't connect and uh, that ended up in a lot of situations against our, our own goal. And uh, I think we can do it better. It's a really tough place to come and obviously a, a very, very strong side that you're playing. How pleased were you with how you started that game, got a foothold in it and, and got yourself in front in the first 45? Yeah, but I think I think uh, they're a good team uh, as, as some others are going there. We show against Arsenal, against Manchester City that we can compete against anybody and what we need to be is more robust. I think we came here, we show where we are and uh, we, can, we need to put the performance together for 90 to 95, 96 minutes and then that's why we didn't make it today all of us and then we just need to to continue and then to try to put those performances longer in the game and then if one incident or one goal is against us just to still stand there and then try to get the very best of the game yeah did it feel like once the first goal went in that you, you just struggled to kind of get any control of the game back yeah i think the second half we didn't start exactly as we need and then after the first incident we were a little bit low uh, the goals didn't come until late on the game, but uh, we didn't show really what we what we can do in the second half. You didn't have Roman Perro today. Obviously, picked up the the injury in midweek. How much of a blow was that in terms of your preparations, and how's he doing? No, I think I have uh, good players enough to cover that uh, action. Kai Walker Peters is a player that is used to playing that left hand side, and today we make the option to play from the beginning with Lianco, even though that. Uh, Probably he will not endure in a high-speed game uh, for 95 minutes. I think he showed that he can play also. I think we have players to cover every position and then you need to be ready to, to go into the game and perform. Four games to go. Next one's eight days away against Nottingham Forest. I know it's, it's early for that one, but what are your kind of early thoughts on, on that match and, and the last four? Well, we are, gonna still, uh, we, are, we are still standing. We are going to go there and we are going to try to win the game. We are going to put the things together. And then we are going to, of course, analyse the game today to to just move forward into the next one and then see what is Nottingham Forest and how we can hurt them and how we can go there and get the three points. Dean, Saints have conceded 60 goals in the Premier League this season, but you'd probably say that none have been so poor defensively as Newcastle's third. It's a scary stat, to be honest, Steve. You know, conceding 60 goals is is far too many. Um, it, it is. Um, and the third goal is just a long ball over the top and it, it, it kind of Southampton are a little bit out of shape there what I will say at that point the players will be really low and probably accepting that they've lost the game so they're not reacting with that intensity that's that shouldn't happen and it's not an excuse but it's the reality of the situation really um, they're just beaten players at that time they understand what's really going on um, but yeah the ball, it's a ball over the top Bednarek doesn't react to it and then kind of jogs back into position. Nathan Niles then needs to be stronger and that's what I'm talking about, players being soft. And then when he needs to be stronger, he tries to be too clever to try and dribble his way out of trouble and trying to get the ball under control in his own area where really he just needs to clear it. So Southampton causing their own problems and then Callum Wilson is just really clever, really composed in that situation. Has a touch, goes around Alex McCarthy and just slops it into the empty net that Bednarak is, is trying to recover to. So 
you at, the, at this level in the Premier League, one ball over the top cannot end in a goal. It, it really can't. With with one Newcastle player in Southampton's box against two players is again frustrating. And I don't like to use the word, but it is just a little bit soft from the players. It needs to mean a little bit more in those situations. They need to defend properly till the end, um, as Oda scores nil nil. But also from being in that position myself, I've been relegated in my career, not Southampton or not, but I've been in a position where you're facing relegation and when you've been winning games or in positions where you're winning games and then you end up losing them, it can affect you in the moment and you can lose that concentration and you can switch off a little bit. And I think that's what happened in, in this situation. Do you think that teams are just finding it too easy to to nullify Southampton's threats? Because it feels like whenever Southampton have a good first half, uh, it always seems to change after the interval. As we've been saying, it's the story of the season, really. It really is. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Uh, But it was a very similar situation. And I think, yeah, it's in-game management. uh, Players perhaps not taking the leadership and responsibility of what's going on on the pitch and figuring out, okay, we need to do something different here. Is it from the manager? Is it the messages during games? And I think just being a bit braver across the board all season long, there just has been a bit of a lack of pure and they've showed so much promise throughout the season. Uh, But yeah, just coming up short. All right, well, Dean, next up it is Forest next Monday on the 8th. What are your early thoughts ahead of that match away? A game we have to win. Just... Try and stay in there, Steve. Try and um, win the game. Win the game for, like I said the other night after the Bournemouth defeat, you've got to play with that that pride for yourself, play with that pride for the for the football club, and play with play with that pride for your, for your teammates and and try and try and get a win. You know, see the season now. What's it? Four games left now for for Southampton. Can we go to Nottingham Forest and, and beat them? They've got a really home a good home record. Um, they will be looking at the fixtures that if they can win it gets them obviously a step closer to safety can we prevent that can we draw them closer to us um i think they're on 30 points we've got the same goal difference if we can go there and win we'll be on 27 and they'll still be on 30 points so it's still not over and you just have to hold on to onto that hope because from each performance we've had this season, even in defeats, there's been some good moments from, from Southampton. There has. There were some good moments today. There was some excellent defending at times. There was some togetherness to stay in the game, especially in the first half. And then there's we carried the threat on the counter-attack with some real pace and opportunities were created away at Newcastle. So if we can do that, we can do that at Nottingham Forest as well. But it is just doing the, the simpler bits better. It's that concentration. It's playing every minute of the game, not just for 20 minutes, not just for 30 minutes, not just for 70 minutes. It's for 90 minutes and and trying to get a result because I'm sure the players in that dressing room are desperate for a result, are desperate for a, for a win. So it's an opportunity to go to Nottingham Forest and win the game. You have to forget the situation, what position you are in the league. Can Southampton go to Nottingham Forest and get three points? I believe they can and I believe the players believe they can, but they need to show it. Absolutely. And of course, Ruben Sellers has said that the team will fight until the very end. Joe, what are your early thoughts ahead of that match against Nottingham Forest? It's obviously huge. Dean mentioned it there. Six points between the teams. Saints still only six points from safety at the end of this weekend, it looks like, uh, with other results to come. But 
Yeah, I, there's a lot of pressure on Nottingham Forest. Let's not forget that. Their home fans will be going there expecting a home win. And Saints can really play the spoilers and it might play into their own hands. So if they can play like they did at Newcastle today, away at Nottingham Forest, give them a chance and then they take it into the final few weeks of the season. But it has to be now. It has to be a win. Have to get back to winning ways. And it just has to happen. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Dean, lovely to see you. As always, we'll catch you next time. Well, a trip to the northeast ends in defeat for Southampton and a 3-1 loss to Newcastle. We'll be back with another Saints Live on the evening of Monday, the 8th of May, when the Southampton lot travel up to Nottingham Forest. We'll see you then. Have a good week. Goodbye. Bye for now.